Again, I'm Stuart Mazell, lead pastor here. It's great, again, to see all of you, and thank you again for those who are joining us either online or on the podcast. Today we start a new series, which we are entitling Overflow, and I hope that the, the reason for that series name will become evident once we start. But I'm going to go ahead and dive in. We've got two passages, one from the Old Testament, one from the New Testament. The first is from Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 through 3, and it says this. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And then from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 8 through 11. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. As it is written, he has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. Let me pray for us. Lord, we are thankful for your word. We we thank you for the truth of your word. Uh, We thank you for how your word points us to Christ. And it also points us to our sin and our need for Jesus. And it also points us to how we are to live as followers of our King. Will you help us with that today? Holy Spirit, will you speak to us that we will hear what you have to say through your word, that our minds and our hearts would be ready soil for the seed that you will plant there and that that plant, that seed will grow into true goodness, faith, love, obedience, repentance, and that we we truly would be an honor to you today and this week and the rest of our lives because of what you've done for us in the Lord Jesus. And Jesus, just as you did not stay in heaven, but you came down to be among us, as I step down from this pulpit, give me the right words, the right way to say those words, and laser beam application for the people who are here today and the people who are listening today so that they will respond the way you want them to. Use your servant today for your glory, for our good, and for the good of the community around us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
Well, uh, we didn't do this at the beginning of the service, but I do want to recognize that my friend and fellow pastor, uh, David McIntosh, is here. David, would you just raise your hand? I, I try not to embarrass you, sorry. But whenever there's a pastor here, I do want to make sure that we recognize people who serve faithfully in the Lord. And another reason why I think this is great that you're here today is because right across from David's church is a water park. Isn't that awesome to have a water park right across from your church? One thing I know about water parks is that they have slides, they have lazy rivers, they have pools, and they have other areas that you can play in. But one of my kids, when they were younger, one of their favorite things, I think, based on the way they reacted, was the bucket. Do you guys know what I mean by the bucket? There's this huge bucket that's up over top of people's heads. And there's a pipe that floats water right into that bucket. But the bucket's on hinges. And so when the bucket gets full of water, it turns over and water just gushes out to the delight of everybody who's underneath. And then the bucket turns back up and water pours into it again. And it keeps doing that. Once it gets full, it overflows. And then it goes again and again and again. It's that image that I want to use for starting this series on overflow. Because if you think about it, God has really poured out so much for us. So much. And if you think about what he's poured out for us in Christ, it is amazing that he has given us so much. Because he has poured out so much to us, we can be overflowing to others. And that's really what we're going to talk about today. This is sort of the introductory sermon to the whole series. The idea behind overflow is this, and this is what we've seen in these two passages that I just read, that because we are blessed by God, because we are blessed by God, we are to bless others. That, that's, really, that's really it. I could probably just close the Bible and say, we're done. That's the message. But that's really what, what we're going to talk about today, that we are blessed by God in order that we can bless others. Now, in the two passages that I just read, let's look at them quickly. Uh, Genesis 12, 1 through 3, here we have Abram. And God says to him, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I, here's the promise, I will make you of you a great nation, the nation of Israel. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you I will curse and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Do you see what's going on here? God says, Abram, I am going to bless you because I love you, because I care about you, but also so that you will be a blessing to others. In fact, you're going to be so much of a blessing that that blessing is going to pour out over the entire world. And we know that that's the truth, that's the fact, that's what happened, because out of Abraham's line comes the Savior, Jesus. And we see that it's because of him that all the nations of the world are blessed. 
because of what Jesus has done, what Jesus is doing, and what Jesus will do when he returns. But we also see this idea being played out in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Context here, Paul is writing to the church in Corinth because there's a church in need. And other churches have given, and he wants the church in Corinth to give financially to them. And here's what he says to them. God is able to make all grace abound to you, listen to all these alls, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. As it is written, and he quotes uh, Psalm 112, verse 9 here, as it is written, he, that is God, has distributed freely, he's given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. And he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. And check out verse 11. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous in every way. See, when God gives blessing, it's not just so that we can keep it to ourselves. It is to be given out to others. There's a, a guy that some of you know his name, Henry Cromendom. He came here a few years ago. I can't remember exactly what year it was. But I remember him teaching in Sunday school, and he gave this image, and it, it has always stuck in my mind since then, and I go back to it constantly. Because he said that Christians can sometimes be like anacondas. That's not an image that you normally hear, right? So I'm like, okay, what does that mean? And he said that an anaconda, the way it eats, the way it feeds, it goes up to its prey, it swallows it whole, and then it lies dormant for a long period of time. And then when it's hungry again, it gets to crawling around to find its next meal. And he said Christians are sometimes like that. We come to worship services, we come to Sunday school, we come to life group, we come to discipleship groups, whatever it might be, and we feed, but then we do nothing for a whole week until the next week when we come back and get some more. May that never be said of the church. May that never be said of Westminster Presbyterian, that we are people who just come and feed and then lie dormant. No, we are blessed by God so that we can bless others. But having said that, I know in a crowd like this that the word bless means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, right? I mean, if I cut someone off in traffic and I look back and I see them going, I might say to someone, yeah, I got really blessed out today. Right? That, that's one of the ways that we use the word bless in our society. Or, or think about, you know, here in the South, we have this phrase that has multiple meanings. Well, bless your heart. Right? And, and that, that word, that phrase can mean anything from, I'm so sorry that that happened to you to, you are an awful mess, to, you know, I know you think that I care about what you're saying right now, but I really don't, 
to, I can't say what I'm really thinking, so I'm just going to say this instead. I mean, I've had that phrase said with all of those meanings to me, right? And, and then there's this strange practice that most of us have, that when someone sneezes, we say, bless you. Do you know why we do that? There, there are all kinds of reasons that have been proposed, but one is that the sneeze actually had spiritual significance. Like perhaps you were losing part of your soul. Or when you sneeze, a demon might be able to come up into your nose somehow. And so people would say, bless you, God bless you, in order to keep that from happening. Well, those connotations aren't there in our society today, but we continue to say, bless you. What do we mean by bless you? What do we mean by the word bless? Well, according to the scriptures, and that's what we're trying to get our truth from, not from society, not from our own mind, not from our own hearts, but from the scriptures. At the core of blessing is shared goodness. There can be all other ways that we can define blessing, but at the core of what blessing is, it's sharing goodness, the shared goodness. For example, when we say that God has blessed us, what we're saying is God has shared something of his goodness with us, right? When we bless others, what we're really saying is we're sharing something good with them. And even that strange phrase that some of you may have come across if you're reading the scriptures and you hear the words, bless the Lord, and you think, how can I bless God? God's the one that blesses me. What we're doing is we're sharing the goodness of praise back to God. We're saying you are worthy of praise. I bless you. I give you praise because of who you are and what you've done. It's sharing that goodness back to God. And again, in a crowd like this, I know that there are some who might say, well, yeah, sure, there are people who have been blessed, but not me. Not me. I want to pause just for a minute to think about that. That even in this fallen, broken, sinful world that we live in, where there's much pain, there is much heartache, there's much frustration and anxiety and fear and grief and anger and all of those negative emotions. We have all of that going on, probably in this room, even maybe today. But that doesn't mean that God doesn't give blessing to everyone. In fact, I can honestly say to every one of you that all of us, all of us have received some type of blessing from God. Every single one of us, all of us, have received some type of blessing from God. How do I know that? If you think of blessing as shared goodness, do you have anything that is good in your life? Then you've been blessed by God. James 1.17 says, Every good gift, every good gift, and every perfect gift comes from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. If you have something good in your life, it comes from God. You have been blessed. God is sharing his goodness with you. If nothing else, you have the gift of life. I mean, you are alive today, I think. 
I mean, I know we're Presbyterians, but I think you're alive. And whether you are aged past the century mark or you are a baby in the womb or you're anywhere in between, life is part of God's shared goodness with us. Life is a blessing. Life is a gift from God. But you don't even have to go that big to see how all of us have been blessed. I was thinking about this this week. My son really likes grits. Now, if you're not from the South, you may not know what a grit is. Um, But grits, you don't eat without butter, salt, maybe cheese, maybe shrimp. (laughs) But you just don't eat grits plain. I challenge you, find someone who says, I like my grits with nothing in them. And if you can find that person, I will give you a $100 bill. But I want to see them eat the grits, the whole bowl. Okay? Now, all of that is set up for this. God could have made everything taste like plain grits. The steak that you love, the grilled chicken that you have, the hot dog the broccoli, whatever it is that you like, he could have made it all taste like plain grits. But he didn't, because he shared that goodness of sweet and salty and sour and savory with you because he wanted you to enjoy it. That is a blessing from God, right? And because we have been blessed beyond measure, we can Bless others. In fact, this is the idea that Jesus gets at in the Sermon on the Mount when he's talking about loving your enemies. And I know nobody wants to hear we're supposed to love our enemies. But that's what Jesus says. And in Matthew chapter 5, verses 44 through 45, listen to what Jesus says. He says, I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. In other words, God gives blessing to everyone. And if that's what your father is like, then you too are to bless others. Even those who persecute you, even those who are against you, you are to at least bless them with your prayers for them. So there is nobody in this room, in fact, there's nobody on earth that can actually say there is no blessing I've received from God because all of us have been blessed by God in some fashion or form. But if you're a Christian, if you are a follower of Christ, if you're someone who knows Jesus has died for my sins and he's risen from the dead and now I have life in him, then I want you to hear this. God has blessed his people That's you if you believe. God has blessed his people beyond measure. Beyond measure in Christ. It's not just the food that you eat that tastes good. 
It's not just a, a, a breeze on a hot day. We're talking about blessing upon blessing upon blessing upon blessing. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, we read these words, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with a few spiritual blessings. Is that what the passage says? No. What does the passage say? Every spiritual blessing. Every one. There is not one spiritual blessing that God withholds from his people. So we've been chosen in Christ to be adopted as his children. That's a blessing. We have unlimited access to God because of what Jesus has done for us at the cross and then um, rising from the dead. And now we can come to God with all of our joys and our sorrows, with our successes and failures, with our pleasures and pain, and know that our Father, our Abba Father, listens and gives us what we need in our time of need. We've been forgiven of our sins. Whether they're sins of commission or omission, whether they're sins of our words or our thoughts or our actions, God forgives all of those sins because of what Jesus has done for us. The penalty and the power of sin are no longer dominant over us. And one day, even the presence of sin will be wiped away and eradicated from our lives. Isn't that good news? That's a blessing that God has shared with his people We've been given a destiny to become like Jesus. We've been given the Holy Spirit as a guarantee of what is to come. And in fact, the Holy Spirit empowers us to be able to live the way that God wants us to live. He produces fruit in us. We have an inheritance that will never perish, spoil, or fade. We are citizens of a kingdom that will endure forever. In fact, 2 Peter verses one, chapter 1, verse 3 says that God's divine power has granted to us all things, all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence. I would say that is being blessed beyond measure. I know we're Presbyterians, but can you at least say a little amen to that one? Because that's true. It's so true. So what is the action point for today? What is it that we are going to do based on what we see here? I would say our action point for today is this. As God has blessed you, bless others. That's it. Now maybe you're thinking, okay, well how do I do that? How do I go about doing that? I don't have a catchy um, acrostic for you today, I'm sorry. I'm really slack today. Uh, but I will say this. The, you start by, remember that old saying, count your blessings? There's a reason why that was a, that's kind of a cliche, but it's a reason why it is. It's because it's so important. If you wake up every day and you think about all the bad stuff that's going on in the world, the bad stuff that's going on in your life, yeah, you're going to feel empty. But what if you woke up every morning and you just took five minutes, I mean, set a timer on your phone and say, I'm going to write down all of the blessings that God has given to me that I can think of in five minutes. That would not take much time, would it? But I bet you would have a page full if you write fast. And you'd probably be thinking of other things. Count the blessings first. 
Think about how God has blessed you. And as you do that, then, then start thinking, if God has blessed me this much, I am to overflow to others. How can I share goodness with other people? Do you ever have to worry about making ends meet? I know some of you do. But some of you, you never have to think about that. God has blessed you financially. How can you use what God has given you for the good of the kingdom and for the good of other people? Some of you have more time on your hands. And believe me, in this really overly busy society, having time is a blessing. How can you use that time to care for others well? Maybe you have material goods in your house that are just kind of sitting there, but other people in your neighborhood, they need, you know, the lawnmower, whatever it might be. Why couldn't we share that goodness with them? And think about this. We live in a time in which criticism and finding fault is the norm. Right? What if we live differently? What if instead of spreading curses, we spread blessings with our words? What if we gave words of affirmation, words of encouragement, words of gratitude, words of thanks? What if, and I'm not saying you should never critique anybody. Please don't hear me saying that because it, it, it needs to happen some. I need to be critiqued at times, okay? We all do. But what if our words of encouragement and affirmation and thanks and gratitude were twice as many as the words we got with criticism? Would that make a difference in our lives? Would we start to overflow? And then two, two last things. I, I know I'm throwing a lot of things out, out at you, but this morning in our Sunday school class, we were talking about how many single people we have in this congregation. Whether you are uh, unmarried or you're a widow or a widower or you're someone who has had a divorce, We've got a good number of them, 40 plus. Okay? One of the things that we talked about in that class is how including people is such a blessing. Including people in your lives. Just say, I see you, and I want you to be a part of my life because you're important to me. That is a huge blessing, right? And then finally, if none of those things are things that you think you can do, I can tell you one thing that you can always bless people with, your prayers. And if God has given you a mind, hopefully he has, and he's given you a mouth, then every one of you can bless others just by simply saying a prayer on behalf of other people. So, with all of that said, out of the overflow of what we have in Christ, let's share goodness with others. And I'm going to pray for us that we'll be able to do that. Father, will you please help us? You have blessed us without measure 
beyond measure. You are such a good God. As you've shared that goodness with us, cause us to overflow so that we will share with others. Whatever that sharing may look like, whatever that goodness may be, Holy Spirit, empower us, strengthen us, give us wisdom so that we know what it looks like to care and love and bless others, to share that goodness with them. And we ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen.